Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. going on everybody welcome welcome everybody into the overreaction buffalo sports show brought to you by the market dominator on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network my name is joe miller and you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired you can also find my content on facebook and instagram overreaction buff i think are the handles I also have a Twitter handle for Overreaction Buffalo, which is Overreaction Buff, that is ran by the awesome uh, Trish Patel, and she goes by Savage Trish. But I would love for you to follow me on all of those areas or all of those places. I love interaction. I love hanging out with Bills Mafia and talking Buffalo Bills with you guys. Please do me a favor. Please like. Please subscribe. Whatever uh, platform you are uh, consuming this, this content on, whether live with me right now, or in podcast form, the couple thousand of you that have listened to this in podcast form uh, during the week, during Victory Monday and Victory Tuesday and Victory Wednesday, uh, please like, please subscribe. Don't be afraid to leave me a review or rating or anything like that. Also, if you are on YouTube with me live right now, I am Super Chat Live. Uh, if you want to get a comment, question, concern, or something for me to read that's just plain silly, go ahead and drop a buck or two in there. It'll glow on my screen. I'll be able to see it. And I will read it, but this is, as I always say, the recording of a podcast. Want to say super big welcome to everybody jumping into the comments section right now. So uh, there's a bunch of you already, so I'm not going to go through and like call out names, but it's good to have you with us. Uh, what a day. What a day. We're going to get into it, but what a day. I think it took me about 30 minutes to realize we won this football game. <laughs> That is an honest statement. Literally, McKenna and I, when the Bills got the football back, uh, what, with 54 seconds or 55 seconds left, and the Chiefs had two timeouts, McKenna looks at me, she goes, now what? And I'm like, uh, I think I think we're going to win. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, no. <laughs> That's where we are as a fan base. And then it took me about 30, 35 minutes later for it to, like, really settle in like, and be like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Hold up. Like, we won this football game. But uh, it is good to have all of you with me. We are going to talk all about it. And as I always like to say, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now, let me just say one more time, welcome. It's good to have you. Before we get a little bit of this uh, show started, let's hear from our show sponsor, uh, John Spascheck, the market dominator. Bill's Mafia, John Spaschak here, the market dominator for the Market Dominators real estate team. I know we're having a tough time this season, but listen, the market dominators are not. We are succeeding every day. Lots of proven success. So if you want to find some place where you can win, think about buying or selling in real estate. We are your people that can help you. Reach out to us directly. We will answer the phone, 716-570-3298, where we educate, advocate, negotiate, and dominate. That is John Spaschek. Do me a favor. Do what I did. If you were in the market to purchase or sell a home or a property, please give John and the Market Dominator team a call. Uh, he will take great care of you. He will answer his phone, which is the number that he just gave him. I'm about to give it to you again. Uh, do me a favor as well. Please let him know that The Voice sent you. Uh, I love to hear stories and just connections that are made between 
this show and Bill's Mafia and people that listen to this show who then end up hiring John and using John and his team to buy and sell homes. We've actually done video like cameo things like where we'll, John and I will be together uh, and we'll do like a really quick short video and then send it off to somebody that is, has used John or is using John currently uh, that basically found him through the show. But it is so good to have every single one of you. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Please give John a call. Like I said, if you're in the, uh, in the, in the market for a home, 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. Well, we had the annual visit to Uncle Andy's house in Kansas City. Uh, and uh, the Buffalo Bills end up defeating the Kansas City Chiefs on a final drive stand, 20-17. to 17. Happy, one more time, happy Victory Monday. Happy Victory Tuesday. Happy Victory Week to you, Bills Mafia. One down and like eight more to go, right? That's, I think, the number's nine to win the Super Bowl. One down, eight more to go. It feels good. You know, and it, what's interesting is, is my feeling kind of going into this game was we were all but pretty much mathematically eliminated. Uh, considering we had to basically win out, right? That was that was the plan. That was the, everybody. There's no secrets about this. There's there's some people out there that are like, well, if the Bills go four and one, or if the Bills go three and two, and this happens and this happens and these teams lose because they all suck and they're gonna play each other. And at the end of the day, you know what really happened, especially today, was a perfect example. Is the Bills won. And pretty much all the teams ahead of them won as well. Like, like all of these garbage teams, the Cleveland Browns are still winning. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but needless, to, the, the, if you're not aware, the Browns beat the Texans today, which should not happen <laughs> on any planet. And and just before anybody says, well, C.J. Stroud went out of that game injured, uh, the Browns had a pretty good lead on them. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, before that even happened. Uh, or maybe it was the Jets beat the... I, I don't know, I might be confused. But anyways, the Browns won today. All the teams that were kind of in front of us uh, won. And then uh, the two teams, I believe it was the Colts and the Steelers lost, which now there's a whole bunch of teams at seven and six. All that to basically say this. It wasn't impossible. Making the playoffs is not an impossible task. It just felt, and I don't think I'm alone in this. There are some people out there that are gla glasses very half full uh, that were very much like, no, we got this. We're winning out. For me, it was improbable, uh, especially after, you know, what we've watched this season, the teams that we've lost to, the way that we've lost certain games to certain teams, uh, the information and the story about Vaughn Miller, then obviously what happened with Sean McDermott. It just seemed like the walls were closing in around this football team, but resilient they are. And they found a way to found a way to win in this football game, uh, especially beating a quarterback in Pat Mahomes, who has never lost back to back football games, is my understanding, ever, which is a pretty stout stat as it as that pertains. But the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, has also never lost a game coming out of the bye. So somewhere in this conversation, a record was going to fall. And uh, at this point, it was Pat Mahomes who has now lost two games in a row. And I think they've got another tough game coming up this week. So the number one seed, the the Kansas City Chiefs are basically on a path to have to play their first, I think, road playoff game ever. I think that's also a stat that's out there. And somebody in the comment section can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they've never played on somebody else's field for a playoff game. So that'll be somewhat interesting as far as that goes. But the Buffalo Bills, uh, they were seven, uh, six and six, rather, coming into this football game. With all of the teams that they needed to win, as I said, basically uh, they did what they had to do to stay ahead of the Bills. So the Bills are still in 11th place. The Bills are still in 11th place. Um, but there's movement, right? The Bills go getting to seven and seven and six is important. Uh, there, there, there's some traction there. There's some movement. Obviously, if the Bills lose this football game against the Chiefs, it's a much different conversation. And the mood in this room uh, and around postgame shows all over Bill's Mafia are much different. This was, however, uh, an ugly win. I think Josh Allen actually said that to you uh, in his post-game press conference. And I have said many times, they don't ask you how you won. They don't ever say, did you score seven touchdowns? Did you score a field goal? Like, what was it, like? did you almost win or did you throttle the team? Did you have to come from behind? How did you win? Did the other teams, like starting quarterback and, and offensive line, all go out and in? No, they don't ask you anything. They just say, did you get the dub? And the Buffalo Bills, with a resounding yes, are leaving Kansas City with a W. Big dubs out of Kansas City for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and more interestingly than that, Josh Allen, I've harped on this a lot. It's kind of caught a little bit of 
traction amongst some other content creators as well as Bills Mafia. Josh Allen left the football field once again in this game on a final drive for his team with the lead. He left the field a winner with the lead. Only this time, he got to walk to the locker room a winner as well. And I'll be honest with you, that's what it feels like. This is what it feels like. The disbelief, right, that we have. It, that is kind of how it feels like. And then the overwhelming sensation of relief. This is what it feels like when your defense holds and makes a game-winning stop for on a final drive for their opponent, which is, you know, the Chiefs are no slack opponent. They're not the Denver Broncos. They're a very good football team. That's Pat Mahomes over there. I'm pretty much sure all of us were sweating the same bullets knowing that he had, what was it, a minute 56 left to basically go down and get a field goal just to tie the football game. Uh, the, the chances seemed bleak, but the Bills' defense was up to the task. Obviously, we got the help from a penalty, uh, which is <laughs> very much all over social media right now, Kadarius Tony. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, and uh, there's a lot of conversation just in post-game press conferences between Pat Mahomes and and Andy Reid and their feelings on the whole thing, to which Pat Mahomes feels like it's ridiculous to for a referee to decide a football game on a, on a call like that. Like, literally, the team should just go out and play, is what he said. Let's just let us go out and play, and we'll let the score decide at the end. And it's like, Pat, you get the benefit of so many calls. You get the benefit of so many penalties. You get the benefit of pretty much I, – I can't imagine what, what the actual statistic is between – Calls for the Chiefs versus calls against the Chiefs, it's especially ticky-tack calls. And what you want to do is just go out there and play football against a team like the Bills? In this game alone, the amount of holding penalties that didn't get called on your offensive line is a little bit ridiculous compared to the ones that got called against the Bills. So Pat Mahomes is all up in his feelings about this football game, claiming that they normally get warnings, and Andy Reid said that. And apparently what the warning is is the wide receiver checks with the, with the ref or the line judge, am I good? Line judge says yes or no. We've all seen it for, from a wide out. Kadarius Tony was inside the formation, uh, tight to the tight end or the tackle, I believe, and actually never looked at the ref. So there was no warning to give. And uh, outside of that, I can't imagine a situation where the linesman stops something or tells the head coach, hey, by the way, your dude was offsides. Next time I'm going to flag him, so make sure he knows. If that's happening, that's a different conversation altogether. Um, however, this was an ugly win. The Buffalo Bills pull it out. And this is a win in my feeling or in my in my thoughts that they can learn from, right? The Buffalo Bills, this is a win they can begin to grow from. They've had a, they've had a lot of ups and downs this season. Uh, we feel as Bills fans more downs than ups, but this is a win the Bills can learn from, in my opinion. Uh, even when you look at kind of what happened, right? The Bills are up two possessions, and then they go down to just one possession. They enter the half. They've got the football uh, and the defense you know, pulls the turtle shell situation that we've seen this defense do often in the second half with the Bills up by two possessions. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. And, and there's people out there that say that it doesn't happen. And there's people that try to give you statistics, but you you clearly saw the difference between the first half Bills defense and maybe momentum is a part of it, but you saw a difference in the Bills first half defense to up by two possessions in the second half and then when the when the when the Chiefs came back and the Bills defense got aggressive again, you can't tell me there wasn't a lull in the play calling. There wasn't a lull in the aggressiveness. There wasn't a lull in the way that they were trying to play those receivers on that Kansas City team. A receiver core, by the way, which is not good. They're not a good receiver core at all. And the Bills, a receiver core that struggled with drops when they had tight coverage in the first half, and then they began playing eight, nine yards off them. And the first two steps were backwards, and the receivers, what do you know, magically start making catches. Funny how that happens. Sean McDermott was quoted as saying or, or said in his press conference, they got aggressive at the end because he wanted to finish aggressive. And my only thought is, well, what happened in the middle of the game when you were up by two possessions? Did you think you were just going to coast? It is what it is. And we'll find out. But we hope that, you know, maybe this is a platform this team can learn from. That's the expectation, at least from me. They started to get aggressive when it mattered most, and it paid off. They didn't let them just march down the field at the very end. However, as I said already, stated, the Bills are still currently in 11th place in the AFC. In the AFC standings, if the season ended today, the Bills are in 11th place. I know what you're thinking, but they won, and some teams lost. It doesn't matter. 
They've got such a poor conference record that even with five teams tied at seven and six, teams with the names like the Colts, the Steelers, the Browns, garbage football teams, they're in eleventh place. They're in they're the, they're at the bottom of that seven and six stack. Five teams log jammed seven and six. However, however, the Buffalo Bills just do their job. The Buffalo Bills just keep winning. That dam will eventually break but they've got to keep on winning. There's no way because some of these teams do play each other and the Bills potentially have the, the the luxury of not having to play against any of those teams. But those teams are going to effectively consume themselves or cannibalize themselves. If the Bills keep winning, those teams are going to have to lose at some point, at least to each other, which gives the Bills a window But they've got to keep winning. They're not mathematically out of it. They'll be mathematically in it for a while. However, they've got to win. Every week they got to win. And the next up is the Cowboys game this week in Buffalo, which I'm super, super excited about. But this football game, as we kind of get into it real quick, this football game was the tale of two halves, in my opinion. The first half, you know, they were very sharp early, executing well against this the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, who have had a little bit of a difficulty this season, but they were executing well against a team in the Chiefs that knows them well, a, a team in the Chiefs defensively who Spagnola does a good job against the Bills. Yes, Josh has good stats against them. Yes, the Bills, I think, are what? Uh, were they two and three? And now, the, now they're tied at three and three uh, against the Chiefs. Josh Allen and, and Pat Mahomes head-to-head. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs with the, the better part of that record being that their playoff wins, but these teams know each other. And the Bills' offense did well in the first half, very well. Uh, they had a huge fourth-down conversion in the red zone in the second quarter. Uh, the Chiefs, as, as I said, were suffering from drops early on, uh, but the coverage had been really, really tight. And those contested catches, that, that pressure... Uh, was a big part of the reason that the Bills' defense was – it was a big part of the reason that the Chiefs were getting blanked in the first half, which be, started to become a conversation before Josh Allen's interception. They started talking about, well, well, the Chiefs have only been, like, shut out in the first half once. Once. And then, obviously, Josh Allen throws the interception, and then the Chiefs come back and they score a touchdown and they get on the board. Uh, regardless, you know, you just – you knew that the Bills had to keep the pressure on. It felt, it felt like – in the second half or the first half going into the second half, there was no room to let up. There was no room. There, there's no, there's no room at this point in in time for the, in the season seven and six 11th place bottom of the stack of, of five, 11 and six teams just to make a wild card. There is an outside shot that they can make, get the number one seed. Yes, I'm aware, but where they sit right now, they've got to keep the pressure on every team they play. Regardless of whether or not Pat Mahomes is the quarterback or not, they've got to keep their foot firmly on the gas pedal. They've got to. They don't. They can't afford to take a quarter and a half off on defense like they did, hoping to keep everything in front of them, hoping that the offense makes a mistake, which the Chiefs' offense did. They had the fumble in was it the late third or early fourth quarter, and what happened? The Bills couldn't capitalize. That's another part of this conversation. The Bills' offense it was playing so well, executing so well. After that interception, they just basically went to hell in a handbasket. They for for some reason they couldn't get guys open. The offensive line was struggling. We'll talk more about that in a second. I still want to stick kind of in the first half. But the Bills needed to keep pressure on. You felt that kind of going into that second that second half. But that pick kind of unraveled everything, right? Josh Allen seemed like he was pressing. He I know what he says every time. That's one that I can't throw. You can't make that throw there. It's one that I'd like to have back. Well, how many times can you say that you can't make that throw there? But he makes it, right? And I know that he, he makes a living throwing back across his body and that the, the the defender, the defensive back, the safety was running straight across just basically, I'm sure his eyes were the size of donuts coming back across the field, knowing that ball was coming out at some point in time and it was going to end up right in his hands. When you think about the speed of those defensive backs, how fast that play is happening, Josh Allen never saw him, right? So it's one of those moments where more times than not, Josh Allen does a very good job throwing back across his body over the middle. And then once in a while, somebody's going to get in front of it and take the ball away. The issue at hand is, is the Bills defense has to hold. They've got to hold there. They've got to do, they got to pick their quarterback up. And at the same time, the Buffalo Bills offense can't let that situation or that moment swing the momentum so heavily 
that they basically can't get out of their own way for almost the rest of the football game. Uh, it was tough. It was uh, a little bit tough to watch, and it, it very much kind of had a, oh, here we go again feeling. And then the offense, and and this was on social media a lot too. The offense, you know, they get the ball back. They get down to the point where it's a 62-yard field goal attempt. And the options are Hail Mary and field goal. And this is kind of that moment where Sean McDermott can't win. And the reason Sean McDermott can't win is because if he throws the Hail Mary and Josh Allen gets an interception, Josh now has two interceptions in this football game and he's a turnover machine. And what are you doing throwing the Hail Mary? You've got Tyler Bass back there. Surely he can hit a 62-yard field goal. Ball falls incomplete. So now it just turns into what are you doing throwing a Hail Mary there, a low percentage play when you've got Tyler Bass. Well, Tyler Bass goes up there and if Tyler Bass attempts a 62-yard field goal and misses, then the other half of the fan base is, why don't you trust your quarterback? What are you doing there? 62 yards is ridiculous. Like, no, like that's that's a low percentage play. The percentages might be more in favor of a Hail Mary. I don't know. I'm just making that up. I'm sure somebody on Twitter would argue that. But at the end of the day, this is a moment, a situation that Sean McDermott can't win. But it's more about just kind of what happened, like getting to that moment that's kind of annoying. That's just more Buffalo Bills type stuff that they do. Regardless, I liked a lot of what I saw in the Buffalo Bills offense in the first half and the defense. They were playing complimentary football. They were playing lights out. The Buffalo Bills offense was in rhythm, which basically means that they weren't in hurry up. They weren't in what I call a four-minute offense. And I know there's people go back and forth. Well, four minutes, really two minutes. Two minutes is this, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm talking about where they're basically getting in and out of the huddle fast. They might not be huddling. They're getting the ball snapped around 15 to 20 seconds. They were in rhythm in this game they looked like they were ready to play they were dotting the i's they were crossing all of the t's the first half of this football game looked great great it's literally what we wanted to see there was a there was a moment in the first half where i was like this might be a blowout i mean the bills might put 30 on them 35 on them and the and the chiefs are struggling like this could be another uh uh in-season game like the one from two years ago when the bills went into kansas city and beat the chiefs but, <laughs> but Josh Allen throws an interception. The Chiefs score an easy touchdown because the Bills defense can't stop them. And then the second half happens. The Buffalo Bills do a good job of going down the field and kicking another field goal. They go up by two possessions. But the Buffalo Bills defense, once they get up by two possessions, immediately go into that like prevent defense where they're eight, nine yards off the ball. First steps are, and if they're not, there's, four yards off, off the off the wide receiver, and their first five steps are backwards. They're giving up eight, 10 yards, 12 yards a clip. And it, it was at this moment, like when you're watching this happen, that you're just like, I know what I'm feeling. This is familiar. We we've talked a lot about it on this show, how familiar this is beginning to feel. It used to be familiar that if the Bills were in third and 17, it was familiar that Josh was going to throw a 20-yard pass and convert a first down. It used to be familiar that Josh was going to throw 300-plus, 350-plus yards and four touchdowns and run another one in, and we were going to smoke teams by 25 points. That's what used to be familiar. We were going to lose three games in a season. Now, what has flipped is we watch these games, and what feels inevitable is what happened two weeks ago against Philly, what happened against Denver, what happened against the Jets, what's happened, I think, four times this season. Inevitable. Bruce Nolan, if you didn't catch it, did a podcast about the word inevitable. But literally, I tweeted at one point, you know, the Bills go up by two possessions. It's the second half. Stop me if you've heard this before. And people are like, here we go. Everybody, Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Come out hot. You're executing well. You get to the second half. You're up two possessions. And then the defense starts giving up 10 plus yards of play. And literally, if you go back, if you recorded the game, I would challenge you to go back and watch this football game. Watch the defense, the defense first half. What I was saying earlier about attacking the football, about attacking the wide receiver, about like basically making the wide receivers have contested catches, get to that middle part of the second half, and you'll see they just weren't. The defense was not doing that. And then they go back to it. When the Chiefs 
pulled within three and then tied the football game, that defense changed again. And I know what we're going to hear. Well, we didn't change anything philosophically. We didn't change any of the play calls. We kept doing the same thing that we were doing before. And it's not true. I don't care what they say. It's not true. John DeFazio, the Super Chat. John, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Bottom line, he says, we are finally seeing plays called with guys wide open. If Josh doesn't miss Gabe, we win by 10 today and by 14 against Philly. You're not wrong, John. I don't know necessarily what happened there. Tony Romo said on the broadcast that Josh, because of the rush, was forced basically to the corner of the left, the left side of the field. So even kind of looking back to Gabe was an area where he wasn't, his eyes weren't shaded. He was trying to get the ball out, trying to make a play before he got tackled. I can live with that. Like, I can buy that excuse. But yes, you hope to see a situation where Josh knows that their starting safety has gone out. Gabe's now on a backup safety in for his first play, and that's probably where you want to go with the football. Now, again, again, the offensive line was not great today. They were not great in this football game. Josh was, especially in the second half, running for his life. Some of it may have been his fault, but more times than not, it just didn't seem like it was necessarily his fault. It felt like the offensive line was given all they could handle. I mean, there was one point where Connor McDermott was basically hop skipping back into Josh's lap on one foot because Chris Jones was just running him down. Why in the world? And I I get it. I'm not a football coach. I'm not a football player. And John Fina was in the chat. Jerry might be in there in there now. Why in the world? Chris Jones is one on one with Connor McDermott. That's probably a question that needed to come up in the press conference. And maybe it's a situation of, well, he can't be double teamed every time. Why not? Bruce Smith was double teamed almost every single play he played football for the Buffalo Bills. Why can't you double team Chris Jones? Why is Connor McDermott taking on Chris Jones one on one? That seems a little ridiculous. Chris Jones is right now arguably the best defensive tackle in football, better than Aaron uh, Aaron Donald. He might not be better than Aaron Donald in Aaron Donald's prime, but right now Chris Jones is the guy. That's the guy you block. Go block that guy, right? And then you deal with everybody else one-on-one. The offensive line was basically living in Josh's lap, it felt like, at first at first blush, at first glance, at first watch, right? It's just how it felt. But this is what happens, right? I mean, it, there's just not so great things that begin to glaringly, obviously happen as that second half kind of wanes on. We talked, I talked on uh, the Humpty Hotline with, with Spence. We made a joke about uh, uh, Wanye, uh, their, their rookie offensive tackle, who's making his first offensive start. That <laughs> you know, you, you see situations where the Bills have like stars on the defensive line, like superstars, and, and it's like, oh, they're going to start a rookie offensive tackle like on the left side. And like the Bills defensive line should eat. Like we're talking five, six, seven sacks. And then. I basically said to Spence, I was like, you know, that's not going to happen, right? Like, you know, that's that's not what's going to happen. And we laughed about it because that just seems to be kind of what, what happens. And true to form, and, and I know there was some pressure, but in this game, the Buffalo Bills got one sack. One sack. The Buffalo Bills defensive line, and I know that they made their share of plays. I know that there were some tipped balls. I know that A.J. Epinesa had an interception. I know that Vaughn got close. Why Vaughn is even in a football game? Put the other stuff aside. Why he's in the game in in under two-minute situations is beyond me. Um, but they're much maligned on both of the tackle situations, and you walk out of that stadium with one sack. I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand certain things about football. And this is one of those things where it's like, oh, we should, we should, we should truck these guys, this offensive line. Meanwhile, you just don't. This is also the first time that we saw Joe Brady really kind of struggle after that interception. He had a difficult time. The The Chiefs made some adjustments uh, defensively and really began to shut down the Bills. They, they increased the pressure, didn't give Josh really any place to, to put the ball. They were playing a lot of zone. Uh, the one bright spot was the run game. James Cook and and Latavius Murray and, uh, they, and, and uh, Ty Johnson, they were all doing pretty well. And then the Bills mysteriously just went away from the run game. Yeah, those six yards of clip isn't good enough. We're going to go back to forcing the pass. Like it just, there was, there was a lot of peculiar things in the second half about this football game. Joe Brady couldn't get his wide receivers open. I think there wasn't, what did uh, Jim Nance say? There wasn't a, a, a more than eight yard play downfield to a wide receiver until like the third quarter or fourth quarter to Stevon Diggs. Diggs had a difficult game. He was 
covered like a blanket most of the game and the couple catches he had or a couple attempts he had that were drops were contested catches. But in the end, and this is the most important thing, but in the end, this defense does the improbable. They do the unthinkable. After a huge pass play to Travis Kelsey and a throwback to Tony, Tony then gets flagged for offsides. They take those points off the board. The next play, then there's another play. It's fourth and 15. The ball falls incomplete, and the Buffalo Bills defensive line pressures after the Buffalo Bills uh, defensive line gets pressure on Mahomes. And it was almost like the Bills defensive backs when they were back there celebrating almost couldn't believe it either. I think we were all just stunned in that moment. It's like, oh, my gosh. And Mahomes, like, skipped a bunch of balls off the dirt in this game. The Bills, I'm going to say it, the Bills got pressure. They just didn't get home, and maybe that was the game plan. It just it felt to me that when you've got a situation against an offensive line that's having the trouble that theirs is having this year, that with the defensive line you're touting, that you should be able to get home. But that's, that's just my opinion. My opinion means nothing. Football game over. Mahomes losing his mind over the penalties on the last drive. Uh, afterwards, Adam Schefter from the Andy Reid press conference says Andy Reid was not pleased that the officials did not warn him that Kadarius Tony was lined up offsides the way they have in the past. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> they did not warn him the way they have in the past. Hmm. Hey, Pat Mahomes, we just, we just want to line up and play the football game and get all the court calls that we normally get. And then just let the score decide. Well, you've been getting a lot of help, Pat. Is what that base your head coach just blew you in and said said the quiet part out loud. They normally give me a hint. Hey, by the way, this is a penalty. If it happens again, we're going to call it. And that's not that's not the way it's supposed to work. And then he went on to say that it's embarrassing, a bit embarrassing for the National Football League for that to take place. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen got called for a intentional grounding penalty on a on a play where he wasn't intentionally grounding the football. He was throwing the football to Gabe Davis, who read read the, the defense wrong and ran the wrong route. <laughs> that shouldn't happen either, Andy. But it happened. <laughs> the Bills have lost a lot of games because of. Do we want to talk about a horse collar tackle two weeks ago, Andy, from your old team? Do we want to talk about that? Do we want to talk about the Super Bowl last year when the uh, Philadelphia Eagles got flagged on an interference call that wasn't interference and you guys walked away the victors of a Super Bowl? Do we want to talk about that, Andy? How embarrassing that is? Or do we just want to talk about your situation when you didn't get the call you normally get? Funny stuff. Oh, geez. Um, I'm going to move on. I, I wanted to kind of talk about the last drive for the Bills. Um, it was somewhat of a hot topic uh, on social media. I, th- I don't think I'm going to go there. Just the Bills starting with the ball, 6.57 left. They were moving the ball, burning the clock. And then all of a sudden, mysteriously, with 2.12 left on the clock at the Chiefs 22-yard line, the Bills stopped running the football and stopped running the clock. And like six plays later, 18 seconds comes off the clock, the Bills kick a field goal, and they give the Chiefs like a minute 56, right, to, to basically drive down the field. And I wanted to bring that up, kind of work through it, but I'm not going to just because I'm running a little bit short on time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump over to the stats in this game. Josh Allen in this football game was 23-42. I think it was 54% was the number I saw for 233. The majority of his numbers came in the first half. Josh was on pace to have a really, really good football game. Uh, and then, as I said, the uh, the defense, the Chiefs really closed in around him. James Cook, 10 for 58, a 5.8 average. Why did James Cook only have 10 carries? carries? Like, I think I think that's the question we all want to ask right now. And he, I don't remember him having, like, he didn't break off a 25-yarder or a 30-yarder. He had 10 carries for 58 yards and was pretty much averaging 5.8 a carry. 10 carries. And I know that they try to sprinkle some guys in there, too. Josh had 10 runs for 32 yards. He got stuck up the middle a couple couple times. Ty Johnson, 5 for 19. Latavius Murray, 3 for 9. I like that they spread it around. I, I appreciate the fact that there's 28 attempts in here, rush, rushing or yeah, rushing attempts, and that you know there's 42 pass attempts. But but I appreciate the amount of attempts, but I probably am at the point where, as much as I like Ty Johnson and I like Latavius Murray, give me James Cook until James Cook isn't effective, and then sprinkle in the other guys to kind of throw the defense off balance. But it is what it is. James Cook led the way receiving five uh, receptions for 83 yards. 
with the touchdown. He actually ran that same wheel route that he dropped on uh, in the in the Eagles game and caught it. It was a great catch for a long game. Dawson Knox was second, three for 36. This is crazy, these numbers. There was a lot of receivers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine receivers, 10 targeted, nine caught balls, but the numbers were not great as far as that goes. Stephon Diggs, four catches for 24 yards. Dalton Kincaid, who still is just incredibly impressive to watch catch a football. That dude is just talented, super duper talented. Team stats, the Buffalo Bills, total yards, 327, got outgained by the Chiefs. What looks to be about 19 yards. He had 346 passing yards, 209 to 264. Rushing yards, 118 to 82, which we knew coming into this game that the Chiefs could be had on the ground. They are uh, 28th, I think, or 29th in the league against the run. Yards per play, the Buffalo Bills were 4.5 and the Chiefs were 5.6. The Bills had 21 first downs. They were 6 of 15 third downs. They had they were one for one and fourth down. We talked about it. 73 total plays for the Buffalo Bills, 62 for the Chiefs. Bills gave up three sacks in this game. Three. Three sacks. And it wasn't a situation where they were trying to come from behind. Three sacks to one in a game where they had the lead for the majority of the game. Just weird. Just weird. Four punts. Four penalties. A lot of those came in the second half. I think three of them came in the second half. But it is what it is. Time of possession, 35 minutes to the Bills. 24 minutes to the Chiefs. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to give you the due awards, and then I'm going to read your tweets. So for those of you that are newer to the show, newer to the program, uh, a lot of people do arrow up, stuff like that. Arrow down, I do the dude awards. So if a guy has a good game, we go, dude, great job. And if they do not have a good good game, then it's like, dude, bro, we got to talk. We got to talk, bro. Uh, dude awards. My first good up, thumbs up, dude award goes to James Cook. James Cook is just, since that last fumble he had, uh, has really done a very good job of just kind of like showing out, specifically running the ball. I know he had that big drop last, or two weeks ago against Philly, but James is Josh talked about him in the in the post game presser. James is just doing a very good job. Second dude award, Josh Allen. I thought played a pretty good game. You know, Josh played inside of himself. Uh, the interception he threw was not great, but uh, you know that's the stuff you're going to get from a guy that is capable of throwing the ball back across his body across the middle, and it's going to get intercepted one out of every what twenty nine play or one out of every thirty. So twenty nine out of thirty times he's going to complete that pass. And the one time it's going to get intercepted. So it is what it is. And then I thought, believe it or not, Sam Martin. Yes, I'm giving a due award to the punter who has not had a great season. Uh, I thought Sam Martin had a really good game kicking the football. Uh, my dude, bad dude awards, dude, bro. We got to talk. Uh, the whole entire offensive line. Uh, if they weren't struggling with blocking, they were getting penalized for for things. There's a couple penalties on them that weren't, in my opinion, penalties. A couple holds, one on Spencer Brown, and then there's one on Dion too. Like another situation where Dion got his hands on the on the defensive end, and John and I talked about it two weeks ago because a similar play was called against the Eagles or against the Bills during the Eagles game. And the defender looked like he tripped and just fell down, and they flagged uh, Deion Dawkins for it, which was a little crazy. Uh, second down due to award goes to Joe Brady. Um, again, just throwing it out there. You know, this is we finally got to see a little bit of a Joe Brady, maybe a little bit human, struggling a little bit against the defense that had adjusted to what he was trying to accomplish. Uh, and then, you know what? The Bills wide receivers, they've got to be able to get open. You've seen this team before, you know, their corners, you know, effectively you know, what their defensive backfield looks like. You know what you're going to get from Chris Jones. There, there was, There's no real big secrets in this football team, in this Chiefs team for the Bills. Like, you've had success against them in the past. Go out there and do your job is basically where I'm at on that. Uh, yeah, so with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read the Mafia's tweets after this game. So before, or I should say before the show, at the end of the game, I tweeted out uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they pulled out a heart attack win over the Chiefs to go to 7-6 and six, despite still being 11th in the AFC standings. How does that win have you feeling, Bills Mafia? Reading your tweets live at 10 p.m. And here we go. Uh, my girl, T. Estelle, T underscore B-I-B. Uh, what she got? Uh, the attempt to hijack the fans with a personal attack on the head coach fa- uh, was a fail. The player stood with him. Now let's talk about Diggs. What the hell? The drops are crazy. You're definitely not wrong. My guy, Robbie Snyder. Great team win by the Bills. Hashtag go Bills. Hi, Joe Miller. Hi, Robbie. How are you, buddy? (laughs) Karen, hashtag let's go Buffalo. Sweaty hands, check. Heart palpitations, check. Pacing the room, check. Yep, just another game for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, She hashtags wildest dreams land. It's making a comeback. P.S. Josh is still a Superman freak. He had that one play 
And we all saw it, and it was talked about at length post-game, just drifting backwards towards the sideline and just throws that that rainbow into the, into the air to Latavius Murray, which I don't know if it was a catch or not, but regardless, it was called a catch. Those are the moments, and they talked about talked about it on uh, Football Night in America, where it's like no, 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 and then he throws it, and you're like yes, yes, yes. So it is what it is, what it is. But uh, uh, my guy Scottish Bills, uh, Scottish Bills Mafia Jason, all the way from uh, Scotland, never doubted the win for a second. I'm glad I stayed up, he said, and then he gives me the uh, the uh, gif of uh, Ben Affleck in the Bills uh, outfit with the Zubaz holding the cigarette, like oh my god, this life that I'm living like what am I thinking so good stuff Joseph Goho my guy uh ex uh Christmas card to K a uh, Kadarius Tony also first game Brady plan should be questioned the Joe Brady plan not uh not enough running against a very poor run defense which we just talked about uh getting a ton of heat all game on the quarterback and good for McDermott uh, 100% Joseph I agree with you appreciate you my guy Payton uh Payton uh gives me the uh the gif of the uh the Indians from uh Major League, interpret this as you want as he's running for home base. <laughs> Win the whole darn thing. Right? I think he says effing thing or something like that, but yeah. Uh, then Peyton gives me another one. He says six-way tie. Uh, question mark. Is it six? I thought it was five. Um, he says six. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm, I'm calling you on this, Peyton. So AFC standings. I think it's a five-way tie between seven and six teams. I could be wrong. though. One, two, three, four, it is six. How about that? There's five teams in front of the Bills. That's where I'm screwed up. Got it. So once again, Joe Miller is wrong. Happens a lot on this show, in case you were wondering. Uh, thank, thank you, Peyton, for the for the uh, for the for the tweets. I appreciate you. Brandon Altman. Finally, McDermott did something good for the defense in the final two minutes. As long as we have Josh, our window is open. I still believe in this season. And if we make the playoffs, look out because this team is going to be a buzzsaw in the playoffs. I can guarantee you, Brandon. Nobody wants to see the Bills. Richard Rush, my guy, Richard Rush. This team may be the death of me. He's got Sanford and Son. <laughs> Gift, my heart. Oh, <laughs> super good. Good callback. Uh, Queen of Chaos, Savage Trish. Uh, didn't even feel like we won. Definitely felt that heart attack, though. Don't worry, Trish. You will feel victory Monday, tomorrow morning, today, when you wake up. She's all the way over there in London, so she'll feel it. Another London Bills fan, British Bulldog. Uh, it's nice to know the defense can win games for Buffalo rather than repeatedly losing them. I just appreciate the fact that you spelled defense with an S, if I'm being honest. So, uh, but yes, I appreciate you. And then he's got the gift too from the office as well. Well, well, how the turntables. <laughs> Brandon Altman, we got we got several people coming back in for double dipping tonight. Uh, I have a strong feeling, Joe. This win has me feeling feeling on cloud nine. But if we can beat Dallas next week, if if we can beat Dallas next week, I like where this is going already. I think we are the most dangerous team in the AFC. The Joe Brady hiring has absolutely turned this offense around. Well, the Joe Brady promotion. He was he's been on the team for a while. But yes, to your point, appreciate you. I'm like 23, bro, bro, bro. My heart can't take this. I hate football. I can stop right there. Literally, more than four or five times this season, I have been on the couch and I've got like notes going. I'm watching the game and I'm literally like, why am I podcasting? I don't want to talk about this football team anymore. Like, I hate this. This is awful. And then the Bills come out on the opposite side of it. And it's like, I can't wait to talk to Bills Mafia after this game so we can like you know, victory Monday, this thing together. But yeah, it's uh, I'm right there with you. So I hate football. It's so good. Autumn. Good to hear from you, Autumn. I love you, Josh Allen. Also, Bill's defense pulls a big stop at the end. We stand crushing narratives. <laughs> a good win with lots to improve on in the film room. The boys will hopefully keep working. Also, what's up with Diggs? Uncharacteristic drops today. But Diggs is still him. Go Bills. And then she's got SpongeBob saying that was a close one. The run starts tonight. Go Bills uh, at Scott uh, Munzer. Uh, always like beating the Chiefs, obviously, in Arrowhead, since that's the only place we can play them. I think next year we get them at home in Buffalo. Uh, 1H was overall solid. The 2H was not good. First half, second half. Uh, delayed down except in the final minutes, and O couldn't get out of their own way. Needed this game to start the run. I'll take it. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Mark, Mike Graham, we got away with that one. I'll take the win, though. Kind of disappointed in Diggs lately. Seems to be dropping the ball a lot, and he doesn't win those one-on-ones anymore. The Bills need him back so they can go on a run. You're not wrong. C-Dub, hashtag Bills Mafia. Oh, yeah. 
I know Bill's Mafia on the X is frustrated, but the D held KC to 17 points. Welcome to the land of 716. Go Bills. Hashtag WDL for wildest dreams land. Pamela, who's in the chat right now. I lost 10 years off my life. Don't worry, Pamela. You're still beautiful. Darcy Kinezi. Uh, maybe our tides are turning. Hashtag Go Bills. Maybe. Leon B says, once again, it's the hope that kills you. Go Bills. And he's got uh, Bill Murray, which I believe is in Scrooge, doing a <laughs> gif. Uh, Adam, my wife just said, we won? Why doesn't this feel good? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Texas Bills fan. It felt complete. We were not perfect, but every single player fought till the end for the guy beside him. Go Bills. Nobody circles the wagons. Better. I thought Mahomes was about to cry at the end. He definitely was hot. Pat Mahomes was not happy. James Alexander Perks. Uh, I had a sinking feeling since the end of the second quarter. I truly believe the Eagles game was about to get repeated. Familiarity. There's a familiarity word. Gotta say, I prefer the remake of the movie this time around. Just about got over the line. Go Bills. On to Dallas. Uh, Les Keezy. Les Keys. I need Joe Brady to draw up the Chiefs lateral play. Thank God they were offsides. Well, I don't think that was drawn up. That was uh, effectively Travis Kelsey going off script. Ugly game with two good defenses, but a win is a win. Go Bills. Uh, Mike Laz says, I'll take the ugly win. Loved how the defense played aggressive at the end and came through. Too many drops. They should never uh, stop letting Cook cook, which they did in this football game. Don't ask me why. Can't find any rhythm without it. Not liking the two tight end sets with Knox's return. One W at a time, though. Go Bills. Go Bills, Mike. Another Mike, Michael Mix. After the Bills' field goal, I was fully expecting Mahomes to zip down the field against McDermott's soft zone defense and score a touchdown effortlessly. I was pleasantly shocked the defense actually held on for once. Well, they called that last drive completely different than they have a lot in the last couple of years. They actually stayed aggressive, Michael, which is why you saw what you saw. It worked. Tyler, go Bills. If the Bills didn't get bailed out by the Tony offsides, we would be having a completely different conversation. You don't know that, Tyler. You don't know that because the Bills would have gotten the football back with a minute 26 left. My guy Mike said to me, uh, texted me, I got a buddy named Mike, who when uh, when the Bills went up by three, Pat Mahomes was getting the ball back at 156. He sent me a text, and he's like, there's probably, what, four possessions left in this game? Because the 13-second game, they went back and forth inside of like two and a half minutes, like four times. Like the lead changed a ton of times. So you don't know that. Josh Allen, uh, Pat Mahomes even said it in his postgame press conference. That penalty pulled, called back uh, an all-world play, uh, like a historical play for Travis Kelsey, who's going to be a future Hall of Famer. And it also, he said, Pat Mahomes said, it also took away a potential historical moment for Josh Allen, who, who would have gotten the football back. You just don't know. 126, the Bills have shown that they can go down the field in a minute 26. So the Bills very well could have gone right back down the field and scored. Uh, they have the ability to turn it on when they want to. There's just those low moments, which are weird, really weird. So I apologize for jumping off there. Josh Allen was maybe 12 inches away from walking off the field a winner and entering the locker room a loser. Once again, Tyler said, like I said, it's kind of catching steam. I'm, I don't know if I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's my fault. It's it's out there. It's real. Like Josh Allen has walked off the field a winner so many times and walked to the locker room a loser. I, I, I'm just stating the obvious. I apologize if it's not great. Um, Charles Byrne, go Bills. Uh, imagine how elite Josh Allen would be if he'd not panic and throw the throw the away when there's nowhere to go, or if he would throw it away when there's nowhere to go. Instead, he panics and tries to force it. Uh, and just plain old checks up. This is fair and not fair. There were several times, even in this game, where Josh Allen threw the ball away wisely. A couple of those flips were throwaways, uh, but yes, for all intents and purposes, I get what you're saying. I just don't completely agree. Charles Double Dipping says, definitely not a pretty win despite all the chances Casey were given after Buffalo failed to run the ball at 2-11. Take the two-minute warning, run another play, then kick it. Uh, they really need to burn the, uh, the section of their playbook for the for the late fourth quarter red zone plays. I don't disagree with that at all. Bo Acker, my guy Bo, it felt like two wins. First, the 20-17 to 17 win, and then the tantrum of Mahomes on the sideline after the game. That's funny. Uh, Alfredo, thanks so much for being a part of the show, too. Still finding ways to lose, but Kansas found it. Kansas City found it first. Uh, so, and the last one I've got for you for the tweets uh, from Colty. Very drunk, very happy, not the best of wins, but Kansas City pulled a buffalo and choked it in the end. Happy as a pig in, I'll say slop, even though that's not what he typed. <laughs> Go Bills. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills are going to be playing the hosting 
the Dallas Cowboys in the next game. So what's this? Game two of the effective climb towards the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills will be hosting uh, Dallas next week. Four o'clock, I think, is the game, or 4.15 in Buffalo. That's a game with the weather, with the cold, dome team, right? It's Dallas. Yes, they've been playing good this year, but Dallas has their moments. I think they're winning right now. I expect the Bills to win this football game. If the Bills beat the, the, the Cowboys, if, if the Bills can pull off a win against the Cowboys, they play the Chargers and the Patriots next. I don't know what, it might be the Patriots Chargers, but they play both those teams. And then if, if the Dolphins struggle a little bit down the stretch, the Bills play the Dolphins and very well potentially could find themselves back on top of the AFC East, which would be ridiculous in my opinion. But at the end, all we're hoping for is a playoff berth. The Bills need to do what the Bills need to do to take care of what they need to take care of. Because in my opinion, it is completely unacceptable for this football team to not make the playoffs with Josh Allen as your quarterback. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the overreaction of Buffalo sports show. Brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate you all. Man, what a game. What a time to be alive. Looking forward to the next couple weeks. See you guys next weekend. Go Bills. 